Well, hello and welcome everybody. My name's Amanda Poole Walsh and I'm the founder of Astrology Hub and I am here with predictive astrologer Anne Ortley. And we are here for your current astrological weather and you are tuned in to the 100th episode of the Astrology Hub podcast, which is just incredible, amazing. And Congratulations, it's, it's very I cool. Very I cool. couldn't think of anyone better to yeah. celebrate than with you. Yeah. It's like it's like when you go in the grocery store and they go, "You're the hundredth customer. You're the millionth customer." It's like, yeah, how cool is that? A <laughs> hundred totally, totally. podcasts. That's very cool. So, All right, so Anne, let's yes. start with the scale on a scale of one to ten in terms of intensity. What would you give this week? Four and a half. Okay, you know, I'm noticing kind of a little bit of a, a pattern here. Yeah, yeah. Go up because last. Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. week was an eight and a half and a nine or a nine. I remember when you said that, and you, and I was having such like a smooth, easy week. I was like, oh, and and wasn't right. Like this is at least it's not for me. And then later into the week, I was like, oh, Anne was definitely right. <laughs> this is definitely an eight and a half or a nine. Yeah. So I don't know if you all experienced that as well, but four and a half sounds great. And if you had to choose a word or a phrase for this week, what would you use? In the flow with a lot of water, a lot of Neptune, a lot of emotion, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of Neptune aspects, a lot of Mars and water. Uh, Venus and Mercury are meeting up and they're squaring Neptune. So there's a lot of emotion and feeling, but also it's a, it's a little bit softer. Last week was like people making dramatic you know, dramatic decisions. Like I have to end this relationship. I, I had like, I want to say like seven or eight people call and, you know, one of them was going on and I said, did you really have to send that last email? And she was like, well, that's what my therapist said to me. And I'm like, well, you know, you went after her sensitive part. You know, everybody was in the mood to be a little. And so this week, uh, you want to go? Yeah. Do I really want to go there? I, I get we're having an argument, but do I want to? Is this, is this in my greater purpose, you know? Mm -hmm. And with Mars in a softer sign now and Mercury and Venus squaring Neptune, there also is a little bit more um, people feeling uh, just emotionally full, emotionally fraught, you know, because when there's those big tense weeks, then we kind of, oh, did I really need to do that? Come down and also more compassion, you know, because all the Pisces energy is much more compassionate. So I think we'll not see quite so much arguments. It's also a great week to get drunk because of all the Neptune, you know, so there's been all these parties. That's the other form of Neptune. There was some 3000 people at a house party. I'm like 3000 people at a house party. That's Neptune, you no know, lower form. So, but yeah, it's a softer week. Sun went into Gemini, a little more discussion, a little more conversation, a little less stubborn, but also definitely, uh, you know, you know, that kind of space. Mm. music so, song sleep maybe some tears yeah so with neptune it's it's also delusion right i mean there can be like confusion so so when we're in these neptunian places what do you advise because it had to decipher between what's real and what's not you know for people maybe that did get in arguments or did have um you know big things happen how do they know if what happened is leading them in the direction they need to go or if it's just showing them something that needs to be met with more compassion like it's mm -hmm. sometimes that confusion really sets yep. in well that's the beauty and the harm of neptune so like as an astrologer 
um, when I was learning, there was a woman in the class behind me learning astrology. So we became kind of friendly and she was having a huge Neptune transit. And there was a guy who was born the day before her. So her moon was in Taurus, his moon was in Aries. And he was the kind of guy that had never had a relationship that lasted more than six weeks because he would always get into like power struggles and fight with them. And, you know, just was, he was just one of those guys. And she had it in Taurus, which is a great moon. So the Neptune's coming and he actually mated and married, right? And everybody went, wow. And in her case, she was like, it's Neptune. I know it's going to try and trick me. I'm not going to do it. You know, so Neptune is we go to the movie. We're afraid. We jump. We scream. We cry. It's not real, but it took us on the ride. So with Neptune, we're on a ride, and we have to look at what the ride is bringing us, but we also know that when the movie's over, the screen goes dark, and we get up, and it wasn't real. So it's a really interesting planet because we don't know we don't know and so the goal is when you're in neptune try and not make big decisions because in her case she was like i'm not gonna make any i'm not i'm not i'm not and i'm like well you know it could be a romance she's like oh not under neptune right and in his case he actually finally got into one because like whoever married him like, she was a nice woman but um is a nice woman but you know everybody's like you're marrying him like really like he's such an asshole you know so all the women in the astrology community in new york were like he's such an idiot but that's when he was desirable and she fell in love with him and we lived happily ever after and they're still together. did it work out they're, they're they, still together still together mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but she also was a woman with five boys okay so she had five boys from her first marriage so so she was used to that kind of unbridled masculinity without any respect for the feminine, you know, because right. he was just that. She would say, I have to go to the bathroom. He'd get up and run in the bathroom ahead of her when we're at a party. And we'd all be like, and she goes, isn't he cute? And we were all like, no, she thought it was cute. You know, like, what are you going to do? Moon and Aries. He had to go to the bathroom first. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So, so for yeah. people who had big explosions last week, I see Kristen says, um, I ended a relationship with my job. I yeah. mean, so, mm -hmm. so that, that can be the kind of like crescendo type energy last week that does give the energy you need to end things that probably mm -hmm. needed to be ended. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or brings up emotional issues you hadn't worked with. So I talked to a woman mm. earlier today and she had a fight with her boyfriend over the dog because mm -hmm. he was spending so much time with the dog. Right. And I was like, you know, you have to own that you're jealous of the dog. Right? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's okay, but you know, they're separated, but you know, the dog. And she's like, I was jealous of the dog. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I, it's okay. You know, everybody last week was like, ah, 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 ah. so this week we go, oh yeah, I was jealous of the dog. Right. So it's, it's okay. But it's Neptune is not a planet we fool around with because we're careful. It's the ocean, you know, oceans are big and they kind of pull us off and they take us off course. But we also know that when it's over, we're, we're in a new place. They also invite us into the rapture. Uh, we do find with Neptune aspects like we're having this week, a lot of drug overdoses, right? So people that are sobering up or, you know, we've seen a few of them in the news, you know, that kid that was 16 that overdosed. So it's, it's, Neptune is a delusion and an illusion, but it also is the rapture. And so the goal is when it's a really important decision, probably wait till next week where things are a little clearer, but go along on the ride, go on the movie and look and kind of go, well, that's interesting. And then wait until it kind of calms down 
before. I had like all these people posting wave pictures on Facebook, you know, like surfing wave. And I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, I'm getting nervous about the guy filmed the waves going to get us. <laughs> you know? It's Neptune. It's that, you know, what, you know, what is it? A nice calm day at the beach or is it a crashing wave that'll carry you off on a tidal wave or on a mm. riptide? So I, we, we want to just know it's a lot of emotion this week, but it's not, it's not craziness. It's not like fighting. It's like emotion and emotional adjustments. And it also is a little bit of a sense of sadness because it's Pisces. So feeling like, yeah, we're doing this, but I'm a little sad about it. Or I'm a little, I'm a little, Pisces is kind of a melancholy sign. I'm kind of a melon, you know, and we're opening it up, but, you know, can it go back to what it is? So it allows us to have the sadness piece, you know, that are back to our five steps. One of them is sadness, you know, that like, yeah, everything really has changed. We're opening up, but we're not going back. We're going forward. So, yeah. So last week we had all of that. We had the stationing kind of energy too with the retrograde. Well, that's what made everything so dramatic. People right. couldn't take it a minute longer. They right. couldn't stay stuck anymore. They had to change. <laughs> That's why it was a nine and a half. Yeah. Right. So, this week they changed. Yeah. So so they were stationed, and that's usually where we feel them the most intensely, right? Mm-hmm. And so this week that kind of energy has dissipated. So we're like in retrograde now. We're in retrograde. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so in terms of, I read something, it might've been from us. I don't even know. Um, and it might've been something you said, I don't know. Um, about Venus retrograde, not being a good time to, to break up with people. Well, it is when you break up. It is when you break up. But you're going to get them back. Oh. You know, so everybody that's like, I broke up with them. I'm like, it's Venus retrograde. I mean, this one woman, I'm like, you really don't have to have a reading. You broke up with them on a Venus retrograde. It's like, okay. Uh, but it also is a returning, you know. So I have a good friend who's in the process of dying right now. And she and her partner got divorced. And the partner went over and visited her at the hospice. And so the retrograde Venus was back on the Mars, right so there was and the marriage planet was on the node so she smiled because partner came to visit right so we can get our old loves back this is also when they can call you and they say hi i've been thinking about you and you're kind of like oh you've been thinking about me and with neptune we don't remember the bad part right we kind of oh it would be so nice to hear from you so you're thinking of me so you hear from old people too on a retrograde love returns or if we break up with people on this, not really. We got to see where we get at the end of June when it goes forward again. Because you're breaking up under an illusion. Oh, wow. You're breaking up under a Neptune transit. So is it a real breakup? Or is it now if we continue to drift apart, you know, like that scene at the end of Titanic when he kind of sinks into the water, right? <laughs> Jack, Jack. Jack! And he goes, he goes into the water and you know, that's, that's, that's the energy. Right. But then when she's on the boat and the guy comes looking for her and she kind of hides, that's Neptune, too. Right. Okay. All right. So last week you said in terms of working with the energy, it was about self-care. Yeah. This week, what would you say is our strategy for working with this energy? Shielding. Shielding? Remember, people are going to be very porous with bad boundaries or boundarying where we say, I know you're feeling really emotional, but... 
let me put a little let me put a little boundary there on you hmm. but we're gonna it's gonna be hard because it's kind of the tide coming in we don't stop the tide you know it comes in it takes away our sandcastle so people are gonna be like flowing or retreating if they're retreating don't chase them let the Neptune go and then come back to it but yeah it's gonna be a little hard to hold boundaries this week okay you're gonna you're gonna eat your food you're gonna have the drink you're gonna you're gonna want a little more dissolving into whatever you're not going to do your homework you're going to have an extra appointment an extra hour with your pillow in the morning because pisces is also a lot about sleep and wanting to escape yeah okay so sadness uh permeability going with the flow uh emotional tides you said next week might be a better time to actually make decisions why do you say that because the planets are going to be not because right now they're kind of in a swirl of indecision. So once the once the what happens with Neptune is once it finishes, then you you know you're going to get the invitations and you're going to say yeah that sounds great let's get let's talk and then they you talk to them and you go oh no you know I remember I remember that you used to do that and drove me crazy we get clarity next week because we get a little space. So when we get the clarity, we'll have a little better. But right now we're getting the invitation and we might go, yeah, that, that sounds interesting. Or I'm feeling emotionally vulnerable. So I want to check in with you. You know, we kind of go back to our bad old, th not things that we've moved away from, but we kind of regress. With Neptune transits, we regress. That's probably a good way to say it too. We go back to what's familiar. We lose some of our structure. So next week we go. Now we have a new moon on Friday in Gemini right but it's right as the neptune is really peaking and then once the planets go past we're in another place so a few years ago i mean i'm an astrologer i'm a decent astrologer i was having a big neptune transit and we had a, a fire in the building on the third floor which came up and you know the firemen come and they knock a hole in my wall behind my piano and the third floor was kind of burned out um and it was from well <laughs> the guy was trying to build a closet in my living room that wall back there abuts a bathroom so he was trying to my apartment on the third first floor and he welded he put a hole in the pipe and then he tried to weld it so there was a huge fire because he got a blowtorch to weld it and he caught the building on fire the building's on fire so the whole two lines withholding our rent what i do is i pay my bills and then i whatever's left i get to spend so i save and i pay blah, 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 blah. so we're on a rent strike and i'm going god i'm doing really good god i'm really doing good i got all this money in my own spending money i'm like boy i'm really doing good I didn't put the money in the rent pile. I hadn't paid it because we were on a strike to get them to fix the building, right? So then the rent bill comes due. I'm like, oh my God, I owe $24,000. Took a while. Okay. No, no, but I didn't have it because I'd been spending it because I thought, you know, it's in the account. I can spend whatever's left, right? <laughs> Completely brain farted on saving the money. That's Neptune. This is when you buy something really expensive that you totally don't need. And then you go, yeah, I spent a lot of money on that. Now, if it gives you the rapture, great. But it also is you, you lose track of the, the details like, yeah, we're withholding the rent. But once they fix the wall, they're going to want the rent. Right. And so that was my Neptune. Yeah. Okay. So new moon on Friday. New moon on Friday to Gemini. On the garden okay. of on the the image is the garden of the Tulleries, right? Okay. Uh, which is beautiful space. So it's a very romantic. This is also a big week for proposals, and emotional feelings, and you know people really feeling the rapture. Should be some really good am, albums dropped uh, right before I came on. Taylor Swift canceled her tour, but she's going to do one on TV. You know, 
people can also feel a little depressed on this one because Neptune is depression or need to retreat. So check on your folks that are maybe missing you know, mm. because they're, they may be feeling a little bit like the tide is out and I'm hiding. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So now new moon is usually a great time to mm-hmm. plant some seeds mm-hmm. of intention. Yes. So and this one, to... go ahead. Yeah. Well, this one's big because it's got the Venus, Venus and Mercury are joined and both of them are out of bounds. So they're acting a little wilder and they're exactly square Neptune on the moon. And the moon is in cast for Washington as a Virgo rising at one thirty-nine in the afternoon. So it's up at the top of the chart. It's a baby moon. It's two degrees. So it's very little. It's kind of like new ideas. So it's got a lot of energy about, oh, I want to do some new ideas, but it also has a little bit of a quality of unrealistic to it. So don't, don't say, yeah, I'm going to give you $10,000 to do that. You say, I'll give you $100 to do, you know, like kind of do the, uh, you know, be cautious with the money, but commit to the vision, commit to the idea. So if someone hits you up, like, I think we should do this, totally go do it, plan it, get the vision going, but just be a little aware that next week when reality kind of sets in a bit, it may feel like a little bit bigger than what you could do. Or what you okay. will be able to. But it, the dreams are big this this week with Neptune. Neptune amplifies everything. It's kind of like a fog. You know, when you're driving in a fog, the world looks very different. And then when it lifts, you're like, oh, I can see clearly now. So it's also kind of a foggy, foggy emotional week. Yeah. Mm, okay. Well, in the inner circle, we will be uh, setting intentions together. We always yep. do a new, do the moon new moon ritual. intention yep. setting ceremony. Mm-hmm. And um, so generally we do it right at the new moon time Mm -hmm. and or a little bit after. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for people that are wanting to work with new moon energy and start to work with the moon cycle that way, they can be looking at, what'd you say, 139? 139 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah, that's when the moon's exact. Yeah. Okay. So adjust for your time zone. But then it's in Gemini. Gemini moon has, you know, pretty good aspects. And then I kind of like a cancer moon. So I will, uh, so the Gemini moon, um, the closing aspect is a conjunction to Mercury out of bounds on Sunday. And then it is Memorial Day weekend. And then the cancer moon, which is uh, Sunday night, Monday, the Memorial Day, and then Tuesday till 9.06 p.m. Eastern again, is moon opposite Jupiter. So those are all, those are both amplifying moons. So if you're thinking of ideas, do it on the Gemini moon on Saturday and Sunday. If you're thinking of, you know, kind of growing things, do it on the Cancer moon. And then I do it up until we get to Leo. Uh, the Leo moon at 9.30 is, uh, and going void at 9.30 on the 28th is a sextile. So that's a nice, you know, moon sextiles Venus. Okay, so, so we have yeah. from Friday till? Till Wednesday. Till Wednesday. 27th. Okay. Thursday, the 20th, Thursday, the 28th, the morning of Thursday. Yeah. Okay. So any of those dreams that you're dreaming in, Mm -hmm. it's a good time to like put them down on paper. Gemini writing. Yep. Yes. Between Friday and Thursday. And there's something that happens when you actually take that time to write it. It it solidifies it. There's something that happens, I think, with our own consciousness too, that makes our, makes that intention more magnetic. Mm -hmm. And so- things come into your life, you, you have the thoughts you need to have in order to bring that thing forward. It's, it's really interesting working with intentions and we've been doing it very rhythmically for years in the inner mm-hmm. circle. And when I, whenever I ask people to look back at their, like the intentions they set 
the previous new moon or the, the new moon before that. And I say, okay, how many of those actually came to fruition? It's amazing. I mean, it's, I would say consistently around 80% of the intentions come, come people mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. So if there's things that you want to bring in, it's, it's, it couldn't hurt. Right. And it's a really great thing to start experimenting with. And it's one of those things that once you do it, you're like, Oh wow, this, there's really something to this. Yeah. But until yeah. you do it, it's like, Oh yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, but remember, we manifest, we have idea, we give it a vision, then we have an emotion attached, and then it comes in. So when you write it, you're you're concretizing it. You're saying, I'm mentally Mercury committing to this, and then we flow. The other thing that happens with this new moon is we're entering eclipse season. Hmm. So we have three big eclipses coming up in June, two in June, and one on the 4th, the 5th of July. So we'll be entering eclipse season where things get much more dramatic because we are emotionally more heightened. So while this is kind of a quiet week, take advantage of it because <laughs> then comes eclipses and, you know, what happens with eclipses. They're, the last one, Megan and Harry quit, you know, so they're big. Yeah, yes. and, and these these eclipses are going to be big. So, okay. but yeah, I think it is. This is kind of a little quiet space where everybody's going to feel. And maybe you're just going to say, you know, I'm just really exhausted. I want to just sleep because mm -hmm. Pisces is a lot about the. Or I want to, I want to just have a couple pajama days where I stay in because it is, it is that energy of I'm I don't have, I don't have it right now. I'm just feeling, I'm feeling like I want to be, and it, Mars is in Pisces, so he's very swimmy. And so he swims over here and he swims over there. So it's not an organized, you know, march, go, do, blah, 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 which we've had. It's going to be much more diffuse in terms of how we get things done. Mm. Yeah. So indulge that desire to have the sleepy pajama days instead mm. of feeling like you should be doing something else. Because we'll have plenty of time to do something yeah, else. Yeah, we're, we're, you're, you're, you're just going to quick kick your butt in a couple more weeks. But right now, you know, it's diffused. It's like, okay, you know, like, what does that look like? And it is Memorial Day. It's your first opportunity for your grilled hot dog or your, uh, you know, that barbecue in the backyard. Right? Ooh, is, is, um, is Neptune and Pisces also nostalgia? Mm -hmm. Because I can see that being a really great opportunity for people to feel like they're missing the old, you know, the old way that they might have celebrated or the way that people would come together. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pisces, okay. Because Pisces is, remember, it's the last sign. So it's right before the spring. So it's very much about the endings and the wrap ups. And, it, you know, the sign in the house, we call it kind of the dustbin of the zodiac. So it's a little like your junk drawer. You know, mm -hmm. you know, you know, you everybody's got a junk drawer, you know, there's stuff in there, you don't really know what it is, but you kind of go, oh, and this may be in the junk drawer. It's like that kind of chaos of the junk drawer in our yeah. world right now. So mm -hmm. the chaos of the junk drawer, where you go, That's okay. So amazing. And I yeah. was at Walmart. Mm -hmm. getting uh, not Costco <laughs> this time. <laughs> well, I would actually, I would actually say I'd put Walmart even worse on the category. I was missing Costco. But uh, we, went, we went to get boogie boards because, you know, in Hawaii, you can be at the beach as long as you're in the water. So my daughters and I have become like pro boogie boarders. I mean, not really pro at all, but we're having a lot of fun in the ocean. And um, the, the women in front of me in line, literally, I said to my daughter, I'm like, it's like they're buying the junk drawer. They're literally buying all those things that you see in the junk drawer, all those little knickknacky things and all in one uh, shopping cart. It was amazing to me. So you're bringing it up again. And that's basically the period that we're in a little bit. We're in the junk drawer. Yeah. 
<laughs> the cosmic drunk door. So what do you do when you open the drunk door? Do you open, you sort around it and go, hmm. I remember when my dentist, I'd gone to see him and he said his parents had passed. So we were talking about it. He goes, yeah, we were cleaning out the junk door and we pulled out the spoon. And it was the spoon we used to scoop out the dead goldfish. You know, we all looked at it. We all knew what that spoon was. It was oh like a spoon that held memories, right? Yes. And that was the goldfish spoon. Mm. You know, the dead fish, when it lived in the junk drawer, it didn't go in the silverware drawer. That was where, you know, so it's, yeah, we're cleaning out our junk drawers. And you um, may find you're kind of in the mood to pull out the old photographs or go on like a tour or do some kind of memory thing because that's Pisces. Pisces is the memories. He's the photographs. He's the, he's the mists of our dream The you know, the past, the gentle, what's that quote, the gentle cobwebs of our dream. So you may find that it also is a time where people are going to be very psychic because the node is the South node in Sag is on the galactic center. Hmm. So really good time to pay attention to your dreams and pay attention to what messages are coming in and what you're hearing about how to do it. And talk about the galactic center for a sec for people that, that aren't familiar with that. that is. Okay. So when there, there's a point in the solar system and you might've seen it, the Milky Way shirt with all the arms and the little thing going, you are here, the little dot. And that, that's our solar system. So our solar system goes around the galactic center, takes it 125 million years to go around the galactic center. So it's our solar system's sun. And when they were laying cable across the Atlantic Ocean in the 1920s, long before there were GPSs or anything, they noticed at certain points in the time, there were um, static on the line. And of course, you know, it's important if you're laying a cable on an ocean floor to not like, did you cut the cable? But it was systemic. So the guy noticed it was at certain times when the, the, when certain constellations were rising and it was the galactic center. So the Russians did a lot of work on it as a psychic portal. So planets on that portal are very psychic. Well, now the note of fate is on it. So we're all getting like psychic downloads. And I have a lot of people that, you know, kind of tuned in. If you have a planet on it, you get those downloads. So if you have a planet at 2829 Sag, or even a planet at 2829, it'll aspect the galactic center, but particularly the Sag folk. And they talk about like getting downloads in their brain. It's on a fixed star called Acumen, which is, you know, Acumen is brilliance. Um, so it's an energy portal that we tune into and we get information. So this is also information coming in where we're like, oh, what am I supposed to do? And remember, it's answering right now, it's in Sag, so it's answering to the Jupiter and Capricorn. So it's kind of guidance. I think of it as your cosmic guidance line. And it's that little voice, the people especially that have it, they go, yeah, my voice says I shouldn't do this or I should do this. It's kind of that, it's almost a disembodied, but it also has an energy of no. And you go, what? You know, it's almost like you heard your name. So this is a very psychic portal for folks and people that have planets on it. I always joke with them. You know, I go, ho, ho, ho. You know, a lot of people with this think they might be from another planet and they don't really understand how the humans live. And they all go, I've always thought that. (laughs) And then I lean in and I go, and you're from another planet. (laughs) And they go, I always thought I was, you know, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of one of those portals where you look around and you go, like, why are they doing it like that here? You know, like Mork from Mork. Why are they doing it like that? So if you have a planet at that point, a lot of times, you know, you are an alien. <laughs> you are an alien. <laughs> you are an alien. All right, and just you, like that. And, and you know it. 
<laughs> but we all are a little alien right now. You know, we're all tuning into that portal. We're all getting that, that lineup, that information. So, yeah. And when does that happen exactly? Oh, it's there. It started last week. Started last week. And how long does it last? It'll be another, through the eclipse. Through the, the eclipse next, in June. The next three weeks, yeah. Next okay. Three, four weeks, yeah. All right. Interesting. But it's right on it right now. And, and right now it's getting aspected by, okay. you know, planets are aspecting it. So we're kind of like, what did I, what am I supposed to do? So it's like, kind of think of it as you get the cosmic guidance. That's maybe a better way. When people have that, you know, I always joke, uh, you know, when Paul was riding his horse and God laughed, knocked him down with a lightning bolt, it was Uranus on the galactic center. And, you know, he kind of went, whoa, whoa, what's going on? So it's got that little bit of a cosmic moment to it. So very nice. But then, but then right. you go, is it really true? And, and the answer is yes, it's really true. It's your, it's your wisdom. It's do you trust that voice? And everybody I know that has it go, it's never wrong. That voice is never wrong. Yeah. Okay. So people so, that are, pe all the people that are going to go, oh my God, oh my God. I'm going to say 27, 28, 29, Sag. One degree cap. One degree cap. Zero, okay. zero degree cap. Those are on Those are the ones that are going to feel it the most. Yeah. Well, those are, that's where the note is right now anyway, mm -hmm. but they're mm -hmm. the ones that are going to really, the, when people, once we say this, people go, is my planet on it? So you want to kind of look at that. that and I'm going to say a lot of you probably tuning into this are on it because the galactic center folks are really here to help us see the big picture. That's what they do you know, in your life, you help people see the big picture. And so, you know, the friends that know you're into astrology and go, uh, is there something going on? You're like, mm, you know, or that little wisdom guidance you get, you know, that you know what to say to someone when they're having a hard time. That's the Galactic Center. Yeah. Okay. And so we have a week where in the grieving process, some of us might be experiencing some of that sadness. Um, that's okay. It's part of the cycle. So just be like, allow yourself to be in it and, yeah. and ride that, ride that wave mm -hmm. if that's where you're at. And don't, I mean, so, so many times we attach so much meaning to these things. Like I shouldn't be depressed or why am I depressed? And you try to create the story around it. It's like, mm -hmm. just, I am, and that's okay. That's and this okay. is where I'm at right now. Yeah. And it's going to shift because it always does. Next so, week. New exactly. Story. Next week, exactly. New, next week we get a new number. <laughs> Yep. And yeah. I think if we can have some sort of openness within that sadness, then probably we would be more open to receiving some of those downloads and mm -hmm, really mm -hmm. listening to what, what uh, the guidance is telling us. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. And if you do have some really interesting dreams, write them down. Mm -hmm. Or if you're sitting, this is also kind of the conscious dreaming. So there was a Carl Jung, when he was coming back from his break with Freud, he famously was on the train and he saw Europe covered in blood and it kind of freaked him out, but it was, he was having a galactic center transit and what he was really seeing was world war one coming. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's got this energy of prophecy to it and kind of, you know, seeing things ahead of time. So it's important for you to kind of note what you come, what comes in now, because it's often a little bit of a preview or a trailer for what's coming you know yeah I would love to invite all of you to share that if you do have those kinds of big epiphany sort of moments and you feel comfortable to share that under this video so we can learn from each other and see mm -hmm. what's coming through that'd be really interesting to, to yeah. see if people are experiencing that yeah mm -hmm. yeah 
Yeah. And so one, one other thing you and I had talked about at the beginning. Um, so people have written, we do see what you write um, about asking about looking at the COVID transits. And uh, one, you know, we have to be a licensed uh, medical person to uh, make predictions like that. Um, and so what I would say, if you're a little older in astrology, go look up. Uh, go get some medical astrology books, look them up. They're out there. There's, there's a whole class of astrologers called medical. And of course, you're going to look for things like Neptune. And you're going to look for things like aspects to the moon or the nodes or aspects to Mercury because it's a lung issue. But they'll, they'll be very clear. So in my case, I'm very careful. I have Neptune in the eighth, which is death from consumption, right? And I had tuberculosis in the 82 uh, epidemic. So I'm being really careful on this one um, because I have, I can die from that. So you want to kind of look, it tells you how you're going to die, tells you where you're going to die. And it also tells you if you're going to catch it. So, but you have to know how to do it. But if you're a little bit advanced, go get yourself a medical, some medical or go find a medical astrologer. Yeah. Um, Anne, what medical astrology books do you like or do you recommend? I like, uh, I like, uh, my favorite is the Cornell book because it's got like everything. <laughs> it's got, it's like this thick. Um, Cornell's book on medical astrology. Um, I, you know, I think when you look at medical astrology, there's uh, good stuff with Stark, uh, with Coiner, C O I N E R. Uh, Jane Riddick Patrick, she's out of England. They've all written books on how to do medical. Uh, Diane Kramer, there's a number of medical astrologers. So, Okay, and doctors used to be astrologers, doctors, right? Hippocrates said, or is famously quoted, although somebody argued with me once at a conference, he never said that, that <laughs> the Hippocratic Oath, you know, if you're a bad astrologer, you're a bad doctor. Because astrology was the medical. And when the Catholic Church banned predictive astrology in the Middle Ages and said, no predictions, you're fighting with God, they said, keep it for farming and keep it for medicine. Because they used to cast a chart when you got sick and you took to your bed and they would foretell what would happen. Of course, now we have medicine that intervenes. But back then, that was that was how you figured out what was going on with someone. Mm -hmm. And I do, you know, when I work with people, you know, I had somebody come once and her mom was really little demented and I said you know she's being poisoned legally which is a prescription and she was getting a medication that had sulfur in it and she was allergic to sulfur got her off the medication and her brain came back so medical astrology is you know a very big component of it and you can you know pick a pick a good surgery date pick a good whatever but again and you know it's a regulated field by the doctors and they don't like uh, astrologers necessarily meddling in it so we're not going to do it on a live podcast like this <laughs> well, and I would just say um, assess your skill level in astrology this seems to me like you could open up a Pandora's box of hypochondria and you know, <laughs> paranoia yeah, yeah, so yeah, just yeah. you know if you're more advanced and you you're skilled and you know you could go down that route then mm -hmm. absolutely but for those of you who are new this is not for the faint of heart. This is like very advanced, very skilled mastery level astrology. And mm -hmm. it's interesting to have so many new students in our Do Your Saturn workshop. Thank you to all of you who have joined us. It's so amazing to mm -hmm. have to know so many of you are interested in doing your Saturn work at this time. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's some really new people to astrology who you can tell they don't know yet mm -hmm. how much of a lifelong study this is and how rich and deep and and endless it really is mm -hmm. it's it's you know so people i and i know for myself too when i first started 
learning. It's like, well, I should be able to look at a chart and figure it out. It shouldn't be that hard, right? It's like, uh. <laughs> it it's takes some ABBA. time. <laughs> yeah, it takes some time. It's so ABBA. Yeah. I always yeah. say to our new students just to enjoy, like, if you can go back to being a child and maybe you didn't like school, but maybe you liked learning other things, uh, just tap into that childlike beginner's mind and not be so focused on a goal of like, I need to know how to do this now. It's like just, it's, it's a truly unfolding process and it's an opportunity to fall in love with the process of learning again right. and, you know, breaking through your own boundaries and realizing, oh, I can learn more. And I know, you know, I know more than I did last time. And Anne's talking about eclipses and now I know more about eclipses than I did last time. And so mm -hmm. it yeah. really is, it's very cyclical. And it's, it is, uh, it is. And every degree in the chart corresponds to a body part, right? Wow. So you can actually look at the degree. So like I have Saturn at six, Scorpio. Scorpio is the reproductive areas and Saturn rules tumors. So I have a uterine fibroid. Hmm. in the left side of my uterus so wow. I'm like, all right. yeah it's very literal very yeah, literal very literal. <laughs> very literal so it is you know but again that's like there's a whole other branch of astrology right so yes. but it's definitely worth it and uh the other book i would add is ebertine's book he has a book on medical astrology. can you spell ebertine e-b-e-r-t-i-n-e -E. it's a little more advanced okay and all max right. heindel h-e-i-n-d-l but that's gonna he's got a medical astrology book too but that's going to be an old book you're going to find on half.com it's not in publication anymore so. okay all right but there yeah, are medical you. astrologers google medical and you can get a list of all the degrees that the planets are on and then you find your saturn and you find your sun and you and you're going to go i did break my left leg at age 12 you know it's like very cool yeah wow amazing yeah. astrology yeah. it's like mind-blowing mind-blowing <laughs> yeah mm. Well, Anne, thank you so much for being here with us Yay. today. For all of you, um, just a couple things. First of all, thank you so much for tuning in every week and, and giving us the feedback that this is helping you. And someone said, you know, well, and Anne, I, <laughs> we should probably talk about this. But like, please don't ever stop them. And I said, well, we, we talked about doing them through the end of the year because mm -hmm. Anne said we're going to need it. And I said, so as long as we need it and as long we'll as we're able, mm -hmm. we will be here. So well, this is our, you know, this is my job. I have Saturn in Scorpio, so I'm supposed to help you with astrology. And Amanda's job with Saturn in Leo, she's supposed to create. So we're doing our Saturns when we do this. And we like yeah. each other and we're having a good time. And you guys seem to like it. So that's half the battle. You know? Yes, exactly. So yeah. if you want to be, uh, if you want to receive the weekly digest of all the special edition episodes, you can go to astrologyhub.com slash podcast, mm -hmm. put in your name and email, and I'll make sure that you get an email once a week that summarizes all the different free content that's coming out from Astrology Hub each week, including this segment with Anne. Mm -hmm. And also you can still do the, do your Saturn workshop. So yeah, it's right we out had, there. We had the live Q&A last week that is now recorded and a part of the workshop. So you can still tune into that live Q&A. We're also adding a few more resources to the workshop, including Anne's recommended book list for all Saturn work related things. Mm -hmm. And also her summary of ideal professions Which I haven't by done yet. house by house. So you'll be getting those two additional pieces from the workshop that came out from the Q&A. People were asking, we're like, oh, let's just make another another couple of resources. So those yeah, are in the which would be really now. helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So you, if you want to tune into that workshop, it's astrologyhub.com slash Saturn. Astrologyhub.com slash Saturn. So Good. that's it. 
That's it. Have a great week. A new moon, new beginnings. And remember, you have a new moon every month in a different house in your chart. So if you do Amanda's or just your own moon ritual, and then next month it'll be in the next house, this will help you activate each house every month. And because the moon, as it goes through it and the sun goes through it, the sun likes to bring that house alive. And we like new moons because they initiate our emotional content with our ego purpose. And they say, okay, little bird, grow, grow. And so you want to always do a new moon ritual. If you can, if you remember, you know, I know. It's another thing to add to your list and you're like, oh my God. But this is actually a really good family thing. Yes. Like the family all sits around, everybody thinks about what they want to do and you teach it to your kids and they kind of are like, mom. But then they grow to love it and they're like, are we, didn't we need, don't we have to do a new moon ritual? And it'll be one more thing on your to-do list as their mom. Yes. I love it though, too. It just, it connects us in with the rhythms of nature, which in and of itself has benefits beyond setting intentions. So it's it's a really beautiful practice. So thank you, Anne. You're welcome, Amanda. Bye everybody. We'll see you all next week. Okay. Aloha. Aloha.